This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. Talking of, of, of um, you know, a, a wider uh, inputs, we are now joined online by Ndate Musuwa who is the, um, you know, the leader of Congress of the People. Ndate uh, Lekota, good evening and wel- welcome to Beyond Governance. Good evening, sir. How are, good evening to the listeners. How are you, Ndate? No, I'm doing fine, a bit cold, but I'm fine. Thank you, sir. Um, earlier on, perhaps just to bring you into the picture, the, the, the conversation tonight in the Delco has got to do with, with the, the, the process that is underway in as far as uh, public participation on, on, on the land issue. And we want to know from COPE uh, point, because I mean, every single individual and political uh, organizations have a view on how best to address historical imbalances. And the question for me is what would be the COPE position on this issue? And assuming, perhaps maybe, assuming uh, COPE would have been a, a, a governing party, how would it address the current process? The path to be taken to, uh, on the land question and property generally is set out in the Constitution. And it says, that, first of all, if you look at the preamble of the Constitution, it says that we recognize the fact that there are injustices that happened in the course of history. And those injustices did not choose uh, people. Uh, Some of the people were brought here as slaves from the Philippines, from the Malay Peninsula. Uh, Some were defeated in wars by countries such as Britain who had better arms uh, and weapons. Some were brought here as a conquered people from India as indentured laborers. And some of the people were removed from, from traditional territories they occupied, such as uh, those of us who lived in the free state and when... Uh, we were defeated by the arriving white sections and were compelled to sign treaties after defeat, which made Lesotho a protectorate and ceded uh, the free state and the people that lived there to British rule, and so on and so on. Now, the need to correct all those injustices and others which I have not mentioned on the question of the land, The Constitution said that, first of all, we must remember that uh, people have came to have property proceeding from sections, situations they found themselves in. The former slaves didn't steal anybody's land after they were freed from slavery. They had to work and raise some money to buy some property that they could live on and so on. The former indentured laborers, same thing, and so on. And so we said, look, we need peace and stability in our country. Uh, So, first of all, we must agree that nobody is going to take from now on. These possess others of property which they have, because if you, you can correct an injustice by creating another injustice, which is why 
in sections, subsection 7 of the property clause, we said that where people can produce evidence that the government of the previous period and other governments had unjustly taken their properties, they must bring those evidence, those titles deeds, so that we can go to the deeds offices, track down that pro- those properties, and give them back to those who were unjustly uh, dispossessed. Where people were removed from parts of the country, such as those of us who were pushed to the areas that were called Bantustan, and therefore were not allowed to buy property anywhere else in the country. We said South Africa has, is today, we declared it one sovereign democratic state which gave the right to all of us to can own property anywhere we could own it, etc., etc. Now, government under the Constitution was given the right to expropriate land, uh, such as the land where, first of all, the one that was identified as having been taken by force and unjustly. And then once you identify that, you take action as government to give it back to the original, to the children or great-grandchildren of the original owners. That is in the Constitution. And, but government, because those properties, we know on the record of history that such lands were sold to white families, or the white families were allowed to buy them, and so on and so on. Therefore, once we identify those, the government, which is now the new government, had to make up for the blunders of the previous government by compensating the, the current owners and taking that land and giving it back free of charge to those who were dispossessed of it or to their great-grandchildren. There was also uh, evidence that there was a lot of land that was in the government hands which had just been taken from those who had occupied it but was never sold to anybody. And government was empowered to take that land and, and make it available to those who may want to farm or who may want to have housing. That is why at Section 26, the Constitution of the Constitution, we declared that everybody is entitled to adequate housing, and in subsection of that uh, article, said that the state must take appropriate action, must take action to ensure that uh, progressively that people are, are afforded land, in other words, government could expropriate that land, zone it for residential purposes, and make it available to those who want land for housing. After it has been provided with infrastructure, all you you need to do in that case is that people who want uh, property housing uh, pay just for the elementary infrastructure that that would be introduced by government.
I, I hear you in Tatelkot on, on, on a very elaborative uh, way of trying to explain where, you know, some of the, some of the, 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 you know, contestations around land because we have different, um, you know, constituencies that need almost a differentiated approach uh, in your view. But, but here's a, a fundamental question that I want you to respond to, um, yeah. you know, uh, which, which is around, I mean, um, you know, the empowerment regime subsequent to land uh, reform because assuming land has been given to rightful owners where appropriate um, because um, land in my view and, 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 and one would argue that it's not enough unless it is accompanied by host of post support mechanism you know such as access to water you know access to training access to financial support which which has been a serious limitation in the past what would be the cope's position on this um, very drastic issue, because outside that, uh, you can still have land, and and, and nobody's going to work on it because there's no access to water rights, there's no access to funding, there's no access to market. Now, if land, if land was occupied by your forebears, they would. They would have had access to water one way or the other. In the period before the advent of European invasion, we had only natural dams, not so. Mm-hmm. We had only natural rivers. And agriculture was not in the, on the scale that it is today. So the country has evolved. It has moved from what it used to be at that time to what it is today. And it is for that reason that we say the people that occupied the land invested money in it. Some built dams. Some built irrigation schemes. And today it is the duty of government of today to continue to expand to continue to expand, uh, expand such infrastructure as was required, as is required today. And that raises the question, by the way, that before you give anybody today a piece of land that was owned by their great-grandparents and all of that, you must establish whether they want to farm or what do they want to do with the land. If they say they want to farm, you have to, as government, you have to satisfy yourself that they have the necessary training to farm. If indeed they are keen to have such training that they, they should be able to farm, then in Section 29 of the Constitution, it provides that everyone, every citizen, is entitled to education, including including adult basic education, which include, would include basic training for farming and any other thing that you need to do. Government is required. Government must, says the Constitution. The, consti- the, the government must progressively make it possible for people 
who need such things to get it so that they can then be given land so that they can make it productive. It's in section 29. Those who require land for... Eh? Those who require land for housing. Section 26 says that the government must take steps to ensure that that right is progressively recognized, realized. Can, 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 I just, can, I, can I just interject then that all quarter very, very, very quickly? Because the Constitution is a blueprint. We all understand that. But there's always a huge discrepancy between what is prescribed and what is a reality. A, a typical example that I wanted you to give me your thoughts on is around access to market. Um, you, know, you know, because most of the, the programs that are in place, uh, the beneficiaries um, always complain that they do not have access to the market. Even though the the, the, uh, the constitution may say government must progressively uh, ensure that uh, you know those barriers to entry you know are addressed, but the reality is that most of those barriers are not being attended to. What 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 is the most practical well, thing? Well, if the, the government must then must must then remove the impediment, if there's somebody that says you may not sell in this market, then government must say no, because. The right equality of status is provided for in the Constitution. Well, in which, in which town today does it say you may not come and sell your, your things in this market because you are black or because you are brown? In which country? I'm sorry, in which town? Because, and why does the ANC government not intervene and says, look, you must stop this discrimination? I don't know any town in this country or municipality that can say it is relying on the Constitution and it is blocking people from selling their things. We must not create problems where the problems don't exist. But if, if there's a municipality that is not ensuring that discriminatory legislation is, must be gotten rid of, it can't be the fault of the Constitution. It is the fault of the government that is there. Noted, 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 noted. Unfortunately, you're going to have to leave it then, Tatelkota. Thank you very much um, for your very in, for your input at this point in time. Um, um, much appreciated. Lovely. There you are. That was Ndate uh, Musiwa who is the leader of COPE, giving us a sense of, of how the constitution is, is has been formatted and the extent to which um, you know the, the ruling parties has the obligation to remove all the barriers that are are, are, are you know um, you know are impeding any any transformation as it were.